Okay, good morning. Um, before we begin today, um, we're actually on Salad Omadada, as we'll see. Um, just a couple of minor corrections from yesterday. Number one, this is really just for the, pu- uh, for the purpose of accuracy, uh, that abbreviation in the quotes in the Volnagon, Top Hey Aleph, I said, I wasn't sure what it was yesterday, I said, maybe it's Terata Life Oris, it occurred to me afterwards. It's definitely that one, it's obviously, it's Terata Odom. Terata Odom was a safer written by the Ramban, and I did check up in the safer Terata Odom that it was there, and he does me Terata Odom. That's just, as I said, for accuracy. Um, number two is, Gershon did pick me up yesterday, I didn't even notice a slip of the tongue, I translated the Melech Yoyov in the Pasuk, at the bottom of Gimel on base, I said the King of Yoyov, which uh, the word of should have been of before King. In other words, of the army of King Yoyov, just people shouldn't think Yoyov is the name of a place. Um, one point before we begin today's share is that uh, for handouts, this is not people so much sitting here, it's more people who are listening to, uh, to the recording of the share. Um, from now on, uh, at least for the time being, anyone who's listening to it can obtain uh, through email from my father, possibly Daniel Ehrreich, um, will uh, have copies and they can email a copy of the handout, which will obviously make it easier to follow the share. Um, if it becomes a regular thing, then uh, as Daniel Ehrreich has already uh, so confidently done uh, with his, uh, the way he set up the, the, uh, the website, he says he may try and make a way that you can actually download it straight, but we'll see the time being, at least it is available. Um, we left off yesterday with just one question. The Gemara said yesterday, uh, asked a contradiction in the, practi- the time of David HaMelech, what time did he get up? On the one hand, we had a prophet which says, David HaMelech says, I get up at Chatzos at midnight. And yet we have another prophet which says, He says he gets up at the beginning of the night. And we had three answers. The first answer of the Gemara was that he, what he meant to say was midnight never passed by with me asleep. Then we had the second answer was Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Zera said that until Chatzos, until Chatzos, he was, slumber, he was uh, slumbering like a, uh, like a horse. In other words, he was dozing on and off. That was Rabbi Zera. But after Chatzos, he was Miskabe Kari. He strengthened himself like a lion. And then the last answer was Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi, the third answer, he said that until Chatzot he was learning, and after Chatzot he was, he, uh, he sang praises to Hashem. Now the Gemara then, on Dala Dama Dala, it asks, according to, um, we're sort of just skipping a little bit and going into the, the conclusion of the Gemara, according to the opinion that David HaMelech knew when midnight was, so too Moshe Rabbeinu knew when midnight was, so why did David HaMelech need a heart? So we said, Rabbi Zero, and we pointed out, Rabbi Zero Lishitato, Rabbi Zero says that until midnight he was dozing like a horse, so therefore he had a heart to act as an alarm clock. That's the opinion of Rabbi Zero, which fits absolutely fine. Rabbi Ashi said, um, Ravashi then goes on and seems to follow the same sort of line. He just gives a slightly different shot as to why Moshe Rabbeinu said Kachatzos and not Bachatzos. Because he was actually, it was at midnight on the previous night, before the 14th, and he said, he said to Klal Yisrael, although the Pesach does seem to be talking to Paro, but he was saying to Klal Yisrael, he was saying, like this time tomorrow night, at this point in time tomorrow night, at Kachatzos, I'm going, Hashem saying, I'm going to go out to Mitzrayim. That's what Ravashi said. But we said there's one question remaining. According to Ravashi, 
Ravashi, who said that until Chatzos, David HaMelech was busy learning, and after Chatzos, he was singing praises to Hashem, so why did he need the harp? Seemingly, David HaMelech knew when Chatzos was. We don't have any problem with that. Doesn't say he was slumbering, doesn't say he was dozing, so why did he need the harp? So one suggestion we had yesterday was maybe because he was so engrossed in his learning. But then you'd expect the Gemara should at least ask the question, like it asks according to Rabbi Zera, it should ask according to Rabbi Zera, why do you need the harp? The fact that the Gemara does not ask the question implies that Rabbi Ashi agrees with what Rabbi Zera says. The reason why he needs the harp is to act as an alarm clock. But why? So I said to you yesterday, I believe the answer is, there's a clue to an answer in Rashi. Because when, Ra- when, when um, Rabbi Zera said he was slumbering, what does Rashi say he was doing? He was, he was dozing. Rashi adds a few words. If you look at Rashi on Gimel Omer's base, in Ziba Amaskal, Misnam named Kasuf, Rashi says, I mean, obviously, you're not surprised when we're talking about Zavit Amela, he says, Oisik Vatoira Kashu Misnamnim. Rashi adds two words there. What was he doing dozing? Just sitting there in a chair relaxing and falling asleep? No, he was busy learning. And until Chatzot, according to Rabbi Zeyra, this is still Rabbi Zeyra, <coughs> until Chatzot, whilst he was learning, he was dozing. He took it a little easier. This was Dovah Tamarab's relaxing time with the Sefer, until Chatzot. If you say that, Rabbi Ashi agrees with that as well. Rabbi Ashi also says, until Chatzot, he was busy learning. So when did Dovah Tamarab sleep, according to Rav Ashi? What, I mean, he, wasn't, he had to say he was a human being. The answer is Rav Ashi also agrees he was dozing until Chatzot. He was busy learning while dozing until Chatzot. That's not what he's talking about. Rabbi Zera and Rav Ashi both agree. The schedule of Dovah Tamarab went like this. Until Chatzot, he was Otik in Torah while slumbering. The only difference between Rabbi Zera and, uh, Rabbi Zera and Rav Ashi's answer is just how to explain the posuk Chatzot Laila Okum Nohodos Lost. What's the stress? At Chatzot, I got up. So Rabbi Zera says that means to say, as opposed to the dozing. Until Chatzot, I was dozing. At Chatzot, I got up like a lion. That's Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Ashi says, no. Chatzot, Laila, Okum Lohodes Lost. The stress is on the st- second part. At Chatzot, I stopped learning. I got up to, do the, to sing the praises. But as to what Zavit HaMelech was doing before Chatzot, there's no reason to make a machlekes between Rabbi Zera and, and Rabbi Ashi. Because according to Ravashi, when did Zavit HaMelech sleep? To say he slept during the day, he's even less likely, there's a whole mock in Avraham about this, he's even less likely. So if he didn't sleep in the second part of the night, he didn't sleep during the day, so what do you tell me? Ravashi said he didn't sleep in the first part of the night either, so what, Zavit HaMelech never slept in his life? That doesn't, that, that's understandably difficult. So rather, of course, Rabbi Zera and Ravashi are not arguing with regard to that point. Of course he slumbered, he dozed until Chatzot. The only difference between Ravashi and Rabbi Zera is how to explain the words Chatzot Laila Okum Lahodes Lot. Does it mean Rabbi Zera says at Chatzot I got up strong like a lion as opposed to dozing? Or is it Chatzot Laila Okum Lahodes Lot? At Chatzot, instead of learning, I switched to the Lahodes Lot to sing songs of praise Hashem. That's the only difference. And therefore, that's why the Gemara doesn't ask, Ooh, Ravashi, what do you do with the pot? Why did he need the harp? The answer is the harp is the same. He hasn't that's no difference between Rabbi Zera and Ravashi. Ravashi is just coming to answer, give a different answer to Kachat Zeh Talai. If According to who? 
No, that, 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 that was the Gemara afterwards. I mean, you're saying according to the Gemara. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he does say Zemiris Hayyidi Chukacha, though, as well. Okay, but he might he did say Zemiris Hayyidi Chukacha, though. Okay, says the Gemara. We're on Dalit Omid Aleph, three lines down in the wide lines. Ledovid Shomra Nafshi. David Amelech said about himself, Ledovid Shomra Nafshi, guard my soul. He says, Hashem, guard my soul. Ki Chosid Ani, because I am a Chosid, I'm a righteous man, one who goes ahead. The word Chosid means somebody who goes ahead of the letter of the law. Says the Gemara, what does it mean, Ki Chosid Ani? What did David Amelech do that was so amazing? Levi Rabbi Yitzchak. We have a machlekes between Levi and Rabbi Yitzchak. Chaz Omar one says, Kach Omar David Lefnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This is what David said in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Rebbeinu Nishraelam, lechotid ani. Am I not a chotid? Shekol Matei Misrach Umaro Yisheni Mat Shalishoyes. Because all the kings of the east and the west, all the kings of the world, they sleep until three hours into the day. Whereas I, but ani chatzis laila okum lehodes los. I, despite being a king, I get up at Chatzot to give thanks to you. So he says, that's why I'm a prophet. I go ahead of the letter of the law. I do much more than the other kings. I don't sleep. I don't take it easy. I get up and sing songs of praise to you, Asher. The Edoth, the other one says, we've got a Maklekes Levi Brabiyat, so the other one interprets it like this. This is what David says in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Do you not think, don't you think I'm a prophet? Because all the kings of the east and the west, Yoshvim, they sit, literally in groups, with their covers, sitting there, lapping it up, their covers, the Aniba, as for me, myself, my hands are dirty, are soiled, the dam with the blood, which women come to show, Shilas of Nidor, the Shafio, Ubeshilio. Shafio is the, um, the, when the child is first, uh, the fetus is first forming, it's sort of it's in, inside like a sack, and it obviously starts off as basically just liquid. At that point, it doesn't have the din of a child, and eventually it gets uh, developed a little bit. And at some point, after I think it's forty days, but uh, at a certain point, it gets the din of a child. The nafkamina being the difference being that uh, but if a woman miscarries, at at what point? Do we count it that she's given birth to a child? The difference being, because in our there are, there are, I mean, for us, for various reasons, because we're already going to Chumrah, but she's Tome, there's Hilchah's Tum and Tahara for a woman after she gives birth. But obviously, if she doesn't give birth to a child, she gives birth to a, just a sack of water, that doesn't uh, constitute Tumas Yoledet, it's not the Tum of somebody who's given birth. So, David HaMelech used to have to check the Shafi or the sack. Sometimes to discern, was there a child there or not? So he says, my hands are soiled with a blood, to decide whether she is a nidor, and sometimes with this uh, shafio, this, uh, as we said, this, uh, this sat, with a shilio, shilio is the placenta, is the afterbirth, because again, Chazal say, if there's a placenta, there must have been a child. So again, if there was a placenta, but seemingly there was no child, again, Zovit HaMelech would have to examine the, the afterbirth to see if it if it uh, fulfills all the requirements to, to, uh, to, to determine whether there was definitely a child there, in which case, 
the woman will be, should have to keep Tomas Yeledes. So he says, either way, he says, the main point is, my hands were soiled, in order to purify a woman to her husband. Despite the fact that I'm a matter, we see that there's a, he has a, his rebbe there, he says, still, this is my covered. Because David HaMelech realized that his covered was really belonged to Shamayim, his covered mouth to Shamayim, and therefore he said, that's what I, that I'm different to other kings. Other kings, they lap it up in their covered. I sit there, and I'm also, I'm busy with these sort of things. The Lo'od, and not only that, says David HaMelech, rather, everything I do, I do, I do, I, I, I uh, ask my, my Rebbe, Nisi Boshet, and I say to him, Nisi Boshet's Rebbe, my dear Rebbe, Nisi Boshet, Yofet Danti, did I judge well? If it was a case of Issa, uh, uh, sorry, if it was a case of either Issa Veheta or Dine Nefoshet, Yofet Chiyavti, sorry, Dine Momenus or Dine Nefoshet, Yofet Chiyavti, Yofet Zotisi, did I, was I Mechai of the right person? Did I say the right, the right person is Chai Yofet Zochiti, did I say the right person was innocent? If it's the case of Tum and Tahara, he would ask, Yofet Zihaiti, the Pesach I gave, that the person's Tahar, it's pure, was that a good Pesach? Yofet Zimaiti, the Pesach I gave, it was Tommy, was that a good Pesach? He says, I'd always ask my Rebbe afterwards, the Lord and I was never embarrassed. If he said to me I was wrong, I'd accept. I wasn't embarrassed, I wasn't scared to ask, my Rebbe, despite the fact that I, I was a king, I was the king of the whole of Kral Yisrael, I wasn't embarrassed. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Gomorrah's in Sanhedrin. It's good point. How could he have a thing? I'm not sure. No, but he, what, he, ju- he judged he judged did in the fortress on his own unless 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 it's, it, yeah unless we're not talking about uh, in the fortress as in you know Chilol Shabbos or something like that yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly what what the case is Rashi said yeah in moment of in the fortress so what exactly is the case in the fortress I'm not sure. It doesn't necessarily say he, he was asking Rashut. He was asking, was it a correct start? He wanted to check up every time he's passed them correctly. So why did he pass them at all? In the oh, so, yeah, so that it, it seems that he he deemed that, that that was what he wanted to do. This was covered covered master Shomai. He Badaka wanted to be the one asking, even though he had a leather. Which, yeah, it's very interesting. It's very interesting because I've had, I think, uh, I've had, people have asked this question before. And if you've got your evidence, why are you passing? Let him pass in that. Either that, or maybe people felt more comfortable coming to David Hamed. I mean, presumably he obviously had Rashus from his, he had no problem with other passing. But it is interesting, he still went to his Rebbe afterwards if he felt his Rebbe was more competent. Unless this was just unnovel. That's the way of showing COVID to his Rebbe. Deferred, I don't know. So he says. Omar Rabbi Yeshua Bereder Avidi said Rabbi Yeshua Bereder Avidi Me'ekarot Once again, from where is the Potuk? Where is the Potuk that he says I asked my Rebbe and I wasn't embarrassed? Because the Potuk says And I would speak about your testimonies in other words, about your Torah Neged Melochim Literally opposite kings 
and I wouldn't be embarrassed. Now, kings in this, in this uh, context means kings in Torah. My Rebbe, I'd speak to him about, my, about the stock in my game, but the Abish, and I wasn't embarrassed. I wouldn't be embarrassed. Tana has been taught. His name wasn't really Mephibosheth, Elo Ishbosheth Shemoy. His name was really Ishbosheth. So why was he known as Muffy Bosheth? The answer is because he was embarrassed, literally the face of David in Halacha. And we read therefore, Mipi, it's as if he's saying, from my mouth, Bosheth there is embarrassment to David. But David said, I wasn't embarrassed. And it was from other people's perspective, it would look like an embarrassment. But David wasn't embarrassed. He said, I'm still going after. Says the Gemara, the reward for that was, Lefichot, therefore, since David HaMelech was said, I'm going to continue asking, even if he says I'm wrong. Lefichot, therefore, Zohar, David, David was Zohar, the Yotzon Imenu Kilov. And somebody called Kilov came forth from David HaMelech. His wife, wife Abigail, her second son, was called Kilov. <coughs> so Omar Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, Lo Kilov Shema, his name wasn't really Kilov. Because as Rashi points out, there's a, there's a contradiction. First why that, uh, basically around the first white line of Rashi there, one person says the second son to Abigail was Donia, and the other person says the second son was Kilo. So says the Gemara, his name wasn't really Kilo. Hello, Doniel Shema. His real name was Doniel. Veloma Nikrashema Kilo. So why was he known by the name Kilo? The answer is, because he would humiliate the face of Mephibosheth in Halacha. And therefore the name Kilo is Kol of the Chaf Lamed comes from the word to be Machalim to humiliate, and Av means the father in Alotha. Kill of means that he he outdid, he humiliated the previous Av, the previous father in Alotha. That's Mephibosheth. He was the the main playtake of the of the generation. Even outdid David Hamelach, and the David Hamelach because he um, he uh, deferred to. His Rebbe Mephibosheth, therefore he was Zechah to a son who even outdid Mephibosheth in Halacha. For Olov Omar Shalomah B'chachmoseh, and about Kilov, Shalomah said in his, in his words of wisdom, i.e. Mishlei, Beni my son, im chocham libecho, if your heart is wise, yismach libi gam oni. I will, my heart will also rejoice. For Omer in the author says, chacham beni, be wise my son, v'samach libi, and gladden my heart, and I will be able to, I will have with what to answer back those who antagonize me, those who blaspheme me, I'll be able to use you as a back. Ask the Gemara, did David, me did David really call himself a chotid? Whatever the reason may have been, we've seen two possibilities, either because he says, I got up much earlier than other kings, or because he says, I soiled my hands with damnita and these sort of things. But says the Gemara, did he really call himself a chotid? He really believed he was a chotid? So Hakasim, but surely it right. Lulei David HaMelech says, it's, he says in, in Shmuel, he says that, um, that the, the, my enemies were, were driving me away. And Chazal say that means they were driving me out of, actually out of Eretz Yisrael. But he says, Lulei if not that I believe, I have emunah, lirot betuv Hashem, be'eretz chayim, to see um, the, the goodness of Hashem bear time in the basically Olam literally the land of the living. In other words, I, I stuck, and the only thing which kept me going was my Emunah and Hashem. 
The Tama Mishmei de Rabbi Yetzin has been taught in the name of Rabbi Yetzin. Lomo nokut al-lule. We have on the Soda that on the words lule, you'll find there's dots. And whenever there's dots, dots play down the meaning. The mamait a little bit. Lule means, if not for the fact that I believe in flying Dovid Amenefus, I have full belief that, that I will, you know, that at a time there will be Olam Abbas. By putting dots on top of the word lule, it plays it down a little bit, implying he didn't have full belief. What does that mean? So, Omar Dovid if now Kodesh Baruch Hu. Dovid says before HaKodesh Baruch Hu, Rebbeinah Shalom, Muftach Ani B'cha, I've got full belief in you. Shalatam Nishalim, Sokhar Tov Nasadikim, Le'osid Lovim. That in the future there will come a day when you will pay a gewaltige reward to the tzaddikim, to the righteous. I have full belief in that. I will aim you there, but I'm not so sure if I will have a portion amongst them. Im love or not. And yet, we've got David Amela saying, I'm a chosid. How do we reconcile these two things? Is he a chosid? Is he confident he's a chosid? Or is he saying, I'm not sure whether I'm going to qualify for Olam What's going on? Answers the Gemara, Shema Yigram He said, no, no, no. Until now, till this day I'm speaking, I'm a chosid. But I'm worried, maybe in the future, this is David Amelach, and we should, oh, there's an obvious lesson from this. He says, but I'm worried, maybe I'm going to sin, and that will cause me to fall, and I will not merit Olam That's what he was worried about. He was nervous for the future. Where do we find such an idea? Kedir Rabbi Yaakov like that of Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi. The Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi, Rami, he asks a contradiction. On the one hand, we've got a Pasuk, David writes, and behold, I am with you. I've got a spark of speaking to Yaakov Avinu. He says, Behold, I will be with you wherever you go. And I will guard you wherever you go. And yet, we've got an apostolic a bit later on. Yaakov is very afraid. Why was he afraid? I've got a spark of guaranteed him that he would guard him. So, answers the Gemara. Oh my, the reason is because Yaakov said, Yes, of course, Hashem guaranteed me he'll guard me. Because I'm Yaakov Alvina, but I'm worried, Sheva maybe sin will cause that situation, that guarantee to change. Yaakov Alvina said, maybe I'll, I'll fool. Again, we see Dovid Amelech, Yaakov Alvina, they're worried about these things. And the Gemara says, I'll give you one example where we actually see this did happen. Kedetanya, as we learn in Bryson, until Hashem. Take his, your people, your Hashem, you take your people over into Eretz Yisrael, and Yavah, until he takes over, Amzu, this people, Kanisa, that you have acquired. What's the two Ad Yavahs? Ad Yavah, Amuch Hashem, Zubi Arishen, and that refers to the first time going into Eretz Yisrael with Yahshua bin Nun. Ad Yavah, Amzu, Kanisa, Zubi Arishenia, that refers to the second time they went into Eretz Yisrael in the days of Kairish. When they went up to the second base on Mikdash, when they came back from Goddess Bobo. Why did the two juxtapose? What's the comparison? What's the connection? From here, Chazal tell us. You should know that the Kladiswar were, were fitting. They should have had the, 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 sort of the fashion in which they would have gone into Eretz Yisrael. Bimei Ezra and the days of Ezra should have been in a miraculous. Uh, fashion, in the same way as they went into Eretz Yisrael in the days of Yeshua ben Nun. Elo just because they sinned as a result of it. They didn't go in. They went on in under the jurisdiction of Kairish, and they, 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 the whole time they, they had uh, they were su- they were subjugated to the to the uh, Malchus of Achashverosh. Rashi gives us a little bit of history about Yovish Acharon. 
basically, they didn't enjoy such, uh, such honor as, uh, as in the days of Yeshua Benun. The Adi Avraham Chashem, Adi Avraham Zikonis, is to tell you they could have enjoyed the same miraculous uh, arrival in Territory Israel, but they didn't because they sinned. And that's why Dovet HaMelech and Yaakov Avinu, despite the fact that ya- Yaakov Avinu was a Chosim, despite the fact that Yaakov, sorry, that's Dovet, Dovet was, he was a Chosim, and despite the fact that Yaakov Avinu was assured that Hashem would protect him, they were both still worried, Hashem would Yigram but maybe sin will change that around. Correct. Says the Gemara, the Chachomim Omerim Abchatzeis. Now we go back to our Mishnah. The Mishnah said that the Chachomim said the latest time for reading Kriyat Shema is Abchatzeis. Ask the Gemara, Chachomim Kaman Sviroluhu. Like whom do the Chachomim hold? How do, you, how do the Chachomim explain the words Uveshoch Bechom? If they hold like Rabbi that Uveshach B'chom means the time when you prepare to go to bed, then Then let, let them say, like Rabbi that the latest time to read Kriyashama is the end of the first watch, the first third of the night, because everyone's gone to bed by then. The E, top of Daladom and Base. The E, Karabun Gamliel, And if they hold like Karabun Gamliel, that Uveshach B'chom means when you are asleep, then Lemru Karabun Gamliel. Let them say like Karabun Gamliel. The whole night. People sleep the whole night. Not just the Chatzos. How do they end up with a Chatzos? It seems like neither here nor there. It's not the time that people are busy going to bed. And it's not the time that people are asleep. Answers the Gemara. La'olam, really you should know. Karabun Gamliel, Really they hold like Karabun Gamliel. That Uveshach Bechon means the time that people are asleep. And therefore really Me'ikah then you've got the whole night. That which they said you've only got until Chatzos is is in order to distance a person from Avera. Like that which we've learned in a brighter. The Chachomim, they made a sense for their words. In order that a person shouldn't come in from his work, from the field, for Erev in the evening. For Omen, he'd say, no, I'll go home. The Oichel Kimar have a bite to eat. The word Kimar Rash says, I'll have a little bit to eat. The Eshtek Kimar have a little bit to drink. The Ishan Kimar, I'll sleep a little bit, take a little nap. And wouldn't you know it, the Achakach, and after that, after that, Echo Kriyashima, I'll read Kriyashima, the Espalal and I'll daven. The Chetvot is Shane, and as we know, sleep will take hold of him. And Venimsa Yoshin Kalalaido, it'll come out that he sleeps the whole night and he won't read Kriyashima. Which the, the Rishonim point, I mean, La Alocha is brought, that doesn't mean don't think it's well. Eating with sleeping and, no, even just eating, we're worried once you start eating, Friday nights for a lot of people is a perfect example, you know, you eat, the he- meat, meal's heavy, and after a hard day's work, the end of a week, you fall asleep e- even whilst eating. So therefore, even eating, as we're going to see, is a problem. So, no, if you've got, sure? The Gemara later on, Lozi Bavadom, is going to have a little bit of difficulty explaining that. It's, it's not so clear that's going back on the Chachomim. The Gemara understands it's Rabban Gamliel speaking himself. And the Gemara is going to say that doesn't make any sense. And then the Gemara says it's going on the Chachomim. It's not so clear from the Mishnah that we're talking about the Chachomim. That could be one, one point. Either that or it's just coming to speak out. But you're right. 
Um, so rather, what should a person do? Avol Ozon Bom and Asoda, rather, a person should come from the field, but early in the evening, Nechlas Levis HaKnesses, he should go into the shul, into the Beis HaMedrash, Imrog Elikros, and it's not yet time, it's not yet nightfall, okay, you come in a little early, so if you're somebody who likes reading Chumash, Kore, Chumash Nach, Reap Sukkim. Vim Rogadishna, if you're somebody who, who enjoys, you're somebody who knows how to learn Mishnah or Gomorrah, Shana, do that. And then, Vukhari Kriyashama, then when it comes time, you read Kriyashama, Umispalel, and Yudavad, Vaikhal Pitta, Mabarech, and then you can go home, eat your meal, and bench. Vukhala Oiva, Alzibrecha Chomin. Anyone who transgresses, who goes against the words of the Chachomin, they come home, they eat, they sleep before reading Kriyashama, Chayav Misa. It's Chayav Misa. Ask the Gemara, Maishanah B'chol Zuchto. What's the difference in all places? With all other cases, when if a person transgresses the words of Chazal, we don't say Chayav Misa. Why is it over here, Diktani Chayav Misa, that it teaches it's Chayav Misa? Answers the Gemara, either you could say, Because the Gemara has to reiterate that normally, Chazal tell us something, you're going to listen. Here, there's a natural um, opposition. Yeah, I want to observe what Chazal say, but, you know, a person's tired at the end of the day. So I think he's going to fall asleep. So if a Chazal say, be very, very careful. You're hungry, you're, you're tired, you're high of Nisa if you have a meal or you go to sleep. That will act as a, as a safeguard, give the person the strength to withstand the Yetzirah, the natural inclination to want to fall asleep. That's the first answer. Or you can say, It's coming to exclude the one who says, there's an opinion later on, in the fourth parak that says, the way we actually pass him, we'll see Be'ezus Hashem, that Marib is only actually optional. Now what that means, we'll discuss Be'ezus Hashem in the fourth parak. You know, there's an opinion that's only optional. Komash Malon, therefore Chazal say no. Don't think it's optional. Komash Malon, Zechoiva. It's obligatory. And therefore, you better keep to what Chazal tell us. You know, you may say, well, if it's optional, so what's the difference? If I do fall asleep, I don't know about the Kriyashima. Kriyashima is a bit of a problem. But at least the Gabi the Mispalel, you may say, well, what difference? I'll eat, I'll dive and afterwards. No, if I fall asleep, it's only optional anyway. That's why it says, no, if you fall asleep because you are eating or something like that and you don't dive, you're Chayv Misa for that. Why? Because it's Chayv, it's obligatory. That will be more for the fourth parrot. What does it mean it's obligatory? The main point the Gemara brings from this Brayta is, this is the Shita of the Chachomim. They do Darshan of Ashach means the whole night. Ashach means when you're asleep, the whole night. So why do they say only until Chatzot? Because we're worried. If you give people the whole night, as you can see, people are tired, they want to have a meal, they'll fall asleep. Therefore, we make it a little earlier, even though you can still have quite a bit of time. But the idea is, it will sort of hit home to people that don't leave it till the last minute. Now, some learn, it's important from this, some learn from this, the, the Tamid Rabbi Niyono says, from this you see that Kriyashima must be read at the first opportunity. Don't leave it till just before Chatzot. It comes nightfall, the you should read Kriyashima straight away. And that's the way the Shulchan Aruch passes. There's a Rashba who says, no, it doesn't make a difference. As long as you read before Chatzot and you don't do what you're not supposed to be doing, there are other things, in Shabbos it lists a few other things that you shouldn't do because they also, there's, there's worry of, of Shia that a person will be negligent and a miss their time. There are certain things you're not allowed to do. As long as you don't do those things, it's not a problem. 
That's the Rashi, but the Shulchan Aruch says no. The Chatzchila, the Chatzchila, you should da- you should read Kriyashma at the first available opportunity. If you didn't and you read it before Chatzos, you didn't do any of these things. You didn't eat. No, don't have to worry about it. After Chatzos, if you missed it, we'll see Ben Sashem later on whether you can make it up or not. Once Chazal said that you, should, you have to do it by Chatzos, did they mean that absolutely they could, but you have to do it by then, or could you read it afterwards? That Ben Sashem will see later on. But that's one point. So we pass in the Chatzkela, you should do it before, you should do it at the first opportunity. But Tosus here, there's a small little Tosus at the top of the page, where Tosus makes a little bit of, he learned that from this writer, a very crucial halacha. We said, He said that when you come home, don't eat and sleep first. First you go to shul, you learn, you read Kriya Shema and Daven, and then, and only then, you have your meal. Says Tosus, Mikan Mashma, from here it would imply, that from the time that Kriya Shema comes, let's say nightfall, She'ein lo le'echol su'udo ad she'yikro Kriya Shema v'yispalel arvis that you should not start eating your meal until you've read Kriyashma and you daven Maris. Okay? That's the Morgan Avron. I'll ask you what you think. So, could I, let's say, have um, some fruit? Let's say I come home. It's already, it's 8 o'clock at night. I haven't davened yet. Could I have some fruit? What would you say? As you know, Tosus says su'udah. The problem is only a su'udah. That's what Tosus says. So only a su'udah. So fruit, vegetable, a little snack, not a problem. And um, even bread, the Mr. Burr says, even bread, as long as you don't have more than the size of a kebeo, which is two kezesim, roughly, roughly one slice of bread is about a kebeo, a middle slice bread, the standard loaf, that's more or less a kebeo. Now you could eat that. That's the way the Mongan Avram, the Taz passes the Mishnah Purah. La halacha, that is the stuff. What I'm about to say now, don't get confused, that's the stuff. You can have a snack, that's not a problem. But the Rebbe Vega asks a very, very big question on this. He says, what's the to say? Mikan mashma. From here we learn out. What do you mean from here? Anyone who's been doing Dachayoni, or anyone who's learned the first few Mishnahis in Mesecha Shabbos, what does it say there? It says Mephurosh. It's a Mephurosh. It's an explicit Mishnah. It says, Mafsikin Lekriyashima. If you're eating a meal, you have to stop. When it comes nightfall, if you started in the wrong time, but it comes nightfall, you better stop in order to read Kriyashima. It says Mephurosh. That for Kriyashima, you're not allowed to have a meal. So what's this is saying? Mikan Mashma. And that's talking about even if you've already started your meal, Kolshikin, if you haven't started your meal, you're not allowed to start your meal. So what's Mikan Mashma? From here we learn. Says Rabbi Kivayega, he argues. And he brings the Marashah to back himself up. But he says that the Tosis, when he says Lissos, is Labdafka. Amazing Chedosh. Tosis is Labdafka. The Isser is even, as the, the Gemara says, Kimo. Even to have just a taster. You're not allowed to have anything until you've read Kriyashima. There's a Tremasadeshan who says all this, Mashmalat, and therefore, says Rabbi Kivayega, as far as I'm concerned, I disagree with the Morgan Abroad. Interesting, it's not brought in Rabbi Kivayega in the Shulchanot. And we don't pass him like this. And Mr. Burr does not pass him like this. But it, it's a major question. On the one hand, he's right. Of course he's right. 
It's a Mephorish Mishnah. So what's, what's Mikan from here? On the other hand, I mean, it's a Rebbe Kivayga, but we know if Tosus says Lissai, he probably means Lissai. I mean, what does he mean? Love Dafka. Surely the Morgan Avram is correct. The Taz is correct. Tosus doesn't say that either. Tosus doesn't say that. I realize the taste, the basis of is Madai, this La'alocha. We don't, again, we'll come to this soon, but Tosis says Mishar Shegiyah. See, what you're touching on is, is another question. With this, with this I, I want to suggest an answer which I found very similar, one of the Mephorshim in the back, a similar sort of idea. Let me just ask you one question, which is perhaps what you were picking up on there. The Gemara in Shabbos, let's say, it's actually the main thing it's talking about there is Mencha. When it comes time for Mincha, you're not allowed to start the meal. It comes time for Mincha, we're not going to dialogue to Mincha now, but that's just a, a, a sort of a, a head you're not allowed to do that. What about, is that only when it comes time for Mincha, or even a little before Mincha? So, the Gemara says, Tartim, some Mincha Mincha, even let's say we'll call it half an hour before Mincha, that's the way it's half an hour before Mincha, you're not allowed to start your meal. What, what sort of Mincha Mincha, Kedela Mincha, Kedela that's not relevant to us right now. Says the Rashba, and says the Tamidi Rabbeinu Yonah, the Tamidi Rabbeinu Yonah says, that if that's already for, <coughs> for Mincha, Mincha is Durabonon, and even with a Durabonon, we say you have to stop half an hour, you have to make sure you don't start your meal half an hour within Mincha, then culture came when it comes to Kriyashima, with Kriyashima you have to make sure not to start your meal within half an hour of night. Seems like a very sound Kabbalah so why does Tosfos only say Mishah Shegiyah Zaman Kriyashimah? What's Mishah Shegiyah Zaman Kriyashimah? It should be half an hour before. La Lofa, we say, you've got to stop beforehand. Tamidya Rabbeinu Yenah says beforehand. So we've got two questions here. On the one, two questions, which should really point to one answer, I, I think. Question number one is, why does Tosfos talk about when it reaches the time of Kriyashima, it should be a problem even before that, half an hour before there's man of Kriyashima. Like the Rabbi Miyona. That's question number one. Question number two is, what's the place of Rabbi Kinega asking? What, what do you mean, Mekan, from here we learn this? It's, it's an explicit Mishnah. The answer, I think, is, go on. Could you say, with respect to the business of Mekhan Shema, Chachamim also chizit the Debrehem, Mekhan is the Dravonam, and therefore they were Mekhazik when they were even half an hour before. It would answer one question, maybe, maybe. But I think there's one answer which answers both. And that is, if you look at the Gemara there, look at Tosis there, the way, we, the way he passes the Gemara, the Gemara's got two different answers there. The Gemara in Shabbos, the Mishnah in Shabbos, is talking about a Su'udah Gedolah. It's talking about a big meal. The Gemara discusses, and that's how Tosis passes. That's what, when it says, Mincha before Mincha, it's about Mincha Gedolah. You're not allowed to have a big meal, like a Chassan meal. If you go to a chasana, having a big meal, that you're not allowed. Shabbos, Friday night is also considered a big meal. And that is a problem. And on that, that's what the Mishnah is talking about. So all I would learn from the Gemara and Shabbos is that you're not allowed to have a big meal. If you were going to a chasana, you wouldn't be able to start within half an hour of night. That we learn from there. It says, Tosus, from here. From here we learn that even a small meal, just a regular weekday meal, takes 10 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is, even that you're not allowed to have. It says, Tosus, there's one colour, there's one leniency. As far as Tosus is concerned, that's only when nightfall comes. In other words, the Nafka will be, 
a big meal, you'd have to stop. You, you wouldn't be able to start within half an hour at night. A smaller meal at nightfall is a problem. But, when it comes to a snack and things like that, Tosus hasn't talked about that. To have a snack, says the Morgan Abram, says the Taz, says the Mishnah Brura, that's not a problem. A possible way of answering it. If you look at your sheet, with this, perhaps we, we could answer a seeming contradiction in the Rashba. The Rashba, the way the Beisiyosi brings the Rashba is that it's even from, the problem is even um, from half an hour before. The Rashba says, and that's learned from, we're not going to have time to go through the whole thing, if you look at the first Rashba there, he says on the, sort of going towards the, the end of the where it says, V'oidahor, three lines down, the end of the line. He says, V'oid, and furthermore, the Hortinen Shegiyat Amana Mikra, once it comes the time of, that you've got to read Kriyat Shema, V'afilu Tzomuch Loi Kitzas Melefono, even a little time before that, Lo Yesi V'achikra, you can't start eating your meal until you've read Kriyat Shema. So it says the Beis Yesi, if you see from there, that you're not allowed to start eating your meal from before this man, or even from a time before Kriyashima. And that's, based on that, he says, the old saying is Rabbi Nilona, you can't start eating your meal from half an hour before now. The problem is, if you look at the Rashba later on, quote from the second, uh, the second one on here, we'll just skip to the part which is relevant to us. If you look, um, one, two, three, four, five, six lines down, Six lines down, four words in. The Kivan Shanichnas Odom. He says, The Kivan Shanichnas Odom. The Soich Zaman Chayvotah. Once a person has entered the time of his obligation to read Kriyashima, Eino Rashoi Lechol Vidishon Achi Kravit Pada. Then he's not allowed to eat and sleep until he's read Kriyashima Odavi. Why are you talking about until you've entered the time? What do you mean? Even a, a bit before that should be a problem. Based on what we said, we could suggest an answer. The first Rashbal was talking about, the first Rashbal, as I said, we didn't have time to go through it, but if you look there, you'll see for yourself, one of the things he's talking about is people on Friday night. And the expression is, it's also very medieval. He says, what did he say? Oh, very good. He says, Lo Yeseb, Yeseb has Sebor, implies a much bigger meal. You lean back, you reply, so that, he says, if you're having a big meal, like Friday night, he's talking about two of them, he's talking about the only during the week and people on Friday night. He says, in that case, you may have a problem even before that. Here, it could be talking about, talking about a regular meal during the week. It's about people coming in from the field. So during the week, and the Hanami, the problem would only be when nightfall kicks in. It's a possibility. La Aloha doesn't make a difference. La Aloha, as I said, the Shulchan Aras Paskins, You've got a problem already from half an hour before now. Right, like either way, the Rabbi Yona definitely says beforehand, she doesn't make a difference whether it's a big meal or a small meal, you have to stop before night. So let's just run through a few halachas. Based on this, we should be able just to, to follow through. Um, as we said, half an hour beforehand. But you did notice the expression of the Rashba was, it's a kitsas. He didn't say half an hour. The Tav says, La Locha, he says, I don't think it's half an hour. The Tav says, just a few minutes beforehand. We don't pass like that, but it's worth remembering that. 
The Tav says the problem only kicks in a few minutes before nightfall. What if a person began his meal, we mentioned this already, if you started your meal at the time when you were allowed to, you don't have to stop them. As long as, obviously, as long as your meal's not going to take all night. So, if you're at a chasana chas- chas- where they're going to have, I don't know, a mitzvah tans and everything before benching, whatever, and it's going to go right through the night, then obviously you've got a problem. You better read, stop there and then, read Kriyashana. But if you start, perhaps you come home Friday night, it's well before night, you start your meal, you don't have to stop when it comes to, to nightfall, unless you're planning to go through the night. What if a person doesn't mind? Now, here's a very, very important shayla. What if a person doesn't mind before nightfall? Okay, you done Ma'ariv and Shul with a minion before nightfall. So here, the Mokin Avram and the Taz, they both say, the same, same uh, Kiddush, that since we've got Tosfus to rely upon, that says you really are, your Yotzi, your Mitzvah, your Kriyash Shema before nightfall, even though we say you should be Mahmer, and you should read it again, but since we've got Tosfus to rely upon, therefore they both say, there's no Issa to, to eat before, when you come home, you can eat straight away. Says the Mishnah Brura, but that's only before nightfall. If you come home after nightfall, even though you've already read Kriyashana, he says it's better to be Mahmeh, it's better to be Mahmeh, because already after nightfall, that's already more Mahmeh. If you think about what we said, he doesn't speak this out, it'll come a little clearer. Before nightfall, let's say 25 minutes before nightfall. So I've got three reasons why I don't really have to worry. Number one, according to Tosus, I've done it already, I've been here to Kriyashana. That's number one. Number two, according to Tosfos, there's no problem until nightfall. He said, only Mishal Shekiyazman Kriyashma. It's not yet the time of Kriyashma. Okay, we say half an hour beforehand, but according to Tosfos, it's not a problem. And number three, according to the Taz, you've only got to stop a few minutes before nightfall. It's 25 minutes before nightfall, so I've got three good reasons. So all these three reasons together is a good enough argument. But, if it's already nightfall, you only come in after nightfall, then already you shouldn't start eating, um, even if you've done before nightfall. The Mishwara says better not. The one exception is, the one exception is Friday night. Friday night is to steer in the Mokin Avron. I'll tell you what, I'll leave this as a question, tomorrow we'll just finish off this point, and uh, we'll wrap up tomorrow, just take a couple of minutes. I'll leave you with a question. The Mokin Avron writes in Hilfah Shabbos, even though here he says, if you've done before night, it's not a problem. When it comes to Hilfah Shabbos, he writes, he says, Davening, uh, sorry, Kriyashma before night, you're not Yotze Yedei and therefore you're not allowed to start eating your meal within half an hour of night. Very important, you come in on Friday night, are you allowed to start your meal 25 minutes before night? Says the Mogin Avram, here, I'm not, there's no, re- re- there's no room for leniency. Why has the Mogin Avram changed his stance? Normally he says, no problem, you've davened in shul, not a problem. On Friday night, he says it is a problem. Why should there be any difference on a Friday night? Leave you with a question, but the Sashem will answer it tomorrow.